Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, Gilbert and Frank are joined by the legendary Alan and Adam Arkin. On The Untold Hour, Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser are joined by Connor Gosell, the man behind the Haunted Historian Instagram account. On Small Doses, Amanda Seals is going full cancer season this week, talking about the side effects of feelings. This week on Profiles and Eccentricity, an interview with Bill & Ted creators Chris Matheson covering his new book, His Famous Father, and Time Travel's Most Excellent Adventurers. On That Black Ass Show, W. Kamau Bell, writer, comedian, and host of CNN's United Shades of America, joins Dulce Sloan in celebrating Spike Lee's 1992 film, Malcolm X. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows, featuring hosts like Shane Moss, Miss Pat, and the Scholar Brothers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show, and remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8989 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8989. Enjoy! You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, welcome to the Roast Battle Podcast on Comedy Central. I'm here with Coach T. Hey, what's going on? Pat Barker. What's up, guys? Our guest, Nicole Buchanan. Yo! Fresh off her online digital exclusive with Joe Urell back during the TV season. Uh, Nick, have things Hello? changed <laughs> since being on, you know, online and, and dominating a, a young crippled man? Nope. Well, <laughs> I just released this morning and I was working for my dad at 5 a.m. So, no, nothing has changed. Uh, some guy with cerebral palsy messaged me to thank me. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Does he not like Joe? No. <laughs> no, he just said that he thought that it was great that it kind of like showed them that, like, you know, they're normal and we can make fun of them too and it's fine. But they're not normal at all. No. <laughs> Physically, no. None of us are normal. That's why we make fun of it. Well, most right. people are walking, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, most I, people I'm don't want to kill I'm themselves. Being... Most people, uh, some people aren't black. <laughs> some people aren't black, right. The <laughs> holy trinity of fucked up things about people, not being able to walk, being suicidal, and being black. Well... <laughs>
Sure. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, all right. We're, being we're here now. We're off to a great start. We're, we're being facetious out here. Yeah. Um, Social handicap. I loved, I loved your taping experience, and I, I'm glad I get to give this compliment on publicly because not a lot of people could handle it that way. You were really, really nervous. I talked to you before, but you absolutely executed. Yeah, I was in fetal position the night before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was, so, <laughs> I was really nervous. I thought everyone was going to hate me because I was uh, bullying a kid in a wheelchair and like in the belly room it's fine because everyone knows joe and everyone like watches roast battle and they get it but i was like this is a different like crowd of people and then when you put it out to the public like that's also a whole different crowd of people so i didn't know how people would take it or how it would be received but so far it's been fine and I had a lot of fun taping. It was so much fun. And me and Joe are really good friends. Um, awesome. It showed. It showed you guys, like, we're really good friends. And it showed you guys were having a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah he lives, like, right next to my therapist's office. So uh, I would go over there sometimes and talk they to talk him. They to him instead? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good listener. He is. He really is. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, you executed very well, man. Thank you. We've seen a lot of people not do so well. So hopefully this gave you a lot of confidence. Who didn't do well? And <laughs> and period. Not everyone can handle that level of pressure like that. Most no, people's first TV experience is not in front of a live cheering, you know, audience. Right. That's pretty very, intense. I was very... But you know what helped is that I do this show a lot. I've been doing it for yeah. a couple of years now, and... When I do the show live in the belly room, Moses is hosting, Jeff is judging, you're in the back. And it was just like that. Familiar. Big, yeah. It was very familiar. The minute I walk on stage and I saw you and like Jeff and everyone, I was like, oh, I, I know this. I do this. So I think that helped a lot, too. And then like the whole day during the taping, my friend Connor McSpadden, who was there riding on it, was there like kind of keeping me sane and stuff. So I had a lot of friends there. And that that's really cool for your first, like, I guess, TV experience is just to be doing it with all your friends. And that was really cool and fun and helped me calm my nerves a lot. Yeah, once the bell dings, you're just doing that thing that you've done a thousand times. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, how can a guy stay cool in the Super Bowl? Because he's been playing football like his whole life. Right. And he doesn't think about the TV cameras. Like, you might be on the sideline before the game and notice them, but once once the battle starts, I mean, that, that was my experience. Like, you just, you don't even notice the cameras or, you know, and any of the crew or anything like that. It's just you and your opponent. And you're telling jokes. Yeah, and it's it's so much fun. The show is so much fun. Like, I don't really care. Uh, I used to care a little bit about, like, the competition aspect of it. But at the end of the day, it's like it's a comedy show. We're making people laugh. So I just figure, like, all fun. And once I started doing that, like, that's when I started doing really well. And, like, winning was when I didn't care about winning. And I just started having fun. And, um... Yeah, and then Jeff had messaged me, like, the night before, and I told him I was really nervous and that I just wanted to, like, make everyone proud because everyone gave me this opportunity, and he was like, you earned it. You've already made me proud. Like, have fun, and you've already done your dues, and that made me feel a lot better, and just, uh, yeah, I just had a good time and got to make a show with my friends, and it was awesome. What were you more nervous about, fucking up? Like stumbling on a joke, forgetting a joke, or executing everything, and then the online backlash of uh, like beating up on uh, you know a kid in a wheelchair. Oh my god, both. <laughs> That's all I could talk about before I was like, I don't want to fuck it up, and then also I don't want to read the mean comments like because I'm even though I do a show, I'm very sensitive, and I was like, oh, people are probably gonna call me a fat cunt, which is fine on the show. 
<laughs> you have to earn the right to call. To right, call you that. Right, yeah. right, right. It has to be consensual. You have to right. be my friend. God damn it! <laughs> you can't just call me a cunt willy nilly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was very scared of both, and you know, Joe had the same fears, which is why I kind of like felt bad about one of the jokes I made because his biggest fear I know is like people not being able to understand him, and I made a joke about the subtitle guy killing himself. Oh, yeah. so great! Which I noticed there's no subtitles on the. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because he killed Because he killed himself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great Don't segue. Don't the digital into... battles usually do? Yeah, they usually yeah. do. I know, yeah, I know Pat's and Eli's. Yeah. Of yeah. all the ones that could have used subtitles, yeah. the Joe Yarrell one, you would no, think definitely. that would be the one. But he, were, he's very clear, though. They were literally yeah, like, fuck this. No, yeah, he took his time. I was like, you know what? You'll be fine. Like, just take your time. and like. Yeah, he had the yeah. Britney Spears headset mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. That's, we need that in the belly room for him. Actually. Uh, speaking what, of that battle. Yeah, no, actually, speaking of that battle, let's actually play a few clips of that. And you guys can see the, the rest of it online. Uh, uh, Comedy Central YouTube channel. But uh, here's a clip between Joe and Nicole Buchanan. Joe, how do you feel? Liver. <laughs> Battlers, who wants to go first? Oh, yo. That's my man. He's a gentleman. Oh, we ready? Nicole wanted to go to law school, but she settled for having a face that looks like it was hit with a bar. Joe, I don't get it. If you don't think I'm hot, why are you drooling? But Joe's a three. Like, literally, his body is shaped like the number three. <laughs> Isn't three the amount of times you break down crying every day? <laughs> Nicole's actually, actually very beautiful. She could be an actress in a porno parody of Store Wars. <laughs> You, I think you have the face of an actor in the body of his really bad stunt double. <laughs> hey, great battle, great fight, man, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about more belly room stuff. Uh, are you still gonna keep battling? Yeah, I mean, um, probably not as often as I was because I've, I've been getting a lot of people offering to book me for stand-up stuff and hey. so i want i have uh you know a bunch of dates in like september and october and i just kind of want to focus on being able to do that um but of course i'll come back to i love doing it and it's so much fun and if there's someone who i think is fun to battle i'll definitely do i know me and pat still need to battle yep. at some point uh robin hit me up and said she'd love to battle me at some point would love to do that um, yeah, of course. I would I, I would love to come back and battle. I think you've earned some time off because this past <laughs> year was like the year of Nicole Buchanan. <laughs> yeah, it really was. We just had the uh, we just released the the Roasty Awards, which we do every year to honor, you know, the best in the belly room. And Nicole took home battler of the year. She took home three round battle of the year. She took home rebuttal of the year. Three, Jeez. three of the awards. 
And Battler of the Year wasn't close. She dominated the voting, which surprised me. I mean, like... It's like the AVN Awards, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Come Very on. much like that. But, like, you... It's like an award show nobody watches. I mean, you kind of... <laughs> hey, that's what you're thinking? Unless you subscribe, yeah. That's what you're thinking? <laughs> you kind of beat the shit out of a lot of people this year. Hell yeah. Like, you, you, stepped, up, you stepped up to, like, another level. What, what was that moment? Where you were a champ you... at one point for, like, a week. Yeah. For, yeah, for a week. Because I battled... I mean, I, cha- I challenged Jamar Neighbors before I... Uh, battled toby um not thinking i would even beat toby and i thought me and jamar would just have like a fun five round battle because he was like kind of the one and only person that was kind of still on my bucket list of like i have to battle him because he's like one of my favorite comedians and i just knew that it would be so much fun on stage after battling keith i knew i just like wanted to battle people that i thought would be super fun to uh to battle and so uh yeah i challenged him but then i i beat toby for the championship i guess uh which was hard he was hard to write for <laughs> he's not easy to write for and i know jamar had a hard time with it too he came up to me he's like how did you do that i was like i don't know man <laughs> um but yeah he uh uh, and then I lost it to Jamar like three weeks later because uh, Jamar's insane and I'm predictable. <laughs> yeah. And those were some of the most brutal jokes I've ever heard about me in my life, and I fucking loved it. Um, he's great. I, uh, Jamar's yeah. the best. Battle of the year. Was it? That, that's that yeah, was that's one? the battle of the year. Cool. Tell- I got two nominations for that one. Yeah, uh, you, you, was- you got 84% of the total vote between those two battles. <laughs> so I'm saying a year of Nicole You're Buchanan. You're battle of the year it. now? That's like that's, that's the Keith Carey Award. That's the Keith Carey Award. I have to rename yes. that oh. thing, the Keith Carey Award. I know. I figured it would be the Keith Carey like Memorial by now. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I, I feature for him on the road a lot, and uh, I asked him to come feature for me uh, Whoa. <laughs> oh, next shit. week, but only because I just like being on the road with Ke- We just like being on the road with each other because we fun. have fun. And uh, yeah, I think he's very funny. And yeah, he's been kind of my mentor, I guess. And so when I like beat him at roast battle and whatever, that was like, uh, it was a really, it was a really fun time for both. What of was us, the I moment think. where you turned that corner? Because you started off and you were, you were good. You had some good fights, some wins, some losses. Ah, and there's then... no corners. He's been hot. He really <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, there, there, there was her first. Am I wrong? Her first uh, battle was amazing. A, it, uh, it was uh, good, but I, I mean, I, ha- I had like a losing record, I guess. Uh, but yeah, most of my battles, I think, were, were pretty good except for maybe i had you know what's funny is i had a battle with brian vokey who's also an amazing battler and it like wasn't that good of a battle yeah <laughs> uh, i mean he did good uh i didn't it was like an undercard it was like my second or third battle it was like his second or third battle and so i'd love to rematch him at some point now that we're both like way better at this um but he's one of my like really good friends i love him uh but yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, it was when I stopped caring about winning and just like having fun. My first win in like the streak of like eight or nine battles that I won uh, was Jeff Danis. And uh, I think that gave me a lot of confidence just because so many people told me he was going to beat my fucking ass. Like, oh, wow. like Tony Hinchcliffe was like, why would he even do that? Like, he, he's going to like kill you. And like, I just. Oh, had I remember that. So little oh, he was so rude on that one. Cause he was, no, oh. he was great. I actually talked to him. Jeff before. Was great. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Tony. Oh, Tony. Because after after you won, he was all like, you know, this is an anomaly. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> he was like, not always the funniest people win these things. And he just like kept going. And I was like, dude, uh, no, but I think he just felt awkward because like Jeff's his friend. And uh, yeah, he looks up. To, he looks up to Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. He was like, yeah, Jeff was no awkwardness. He was like, Jeff was like my bully disrespect. growing up, or coming up, <laughs> growing up, yeah. coming up. And I'm just like this 
chick who's like two well, years see, well, see, that, that's my perception of you I perceive like you've been an amazing I don't I don't remember a rough rookie part I remember when you first you literally exploded on a roast battle and then you've always had really really competitive jokes there wasn't like 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 the Asian dude Alex and um and, and a couple other people Anna like I I, I felt them kind of really really get better Sarah Keller I felt them really really kind of get better I always thought that you came in really really hot yeah I mean uh I I uh, I don't know. It just uh, just clicked, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I, but you're really you're really good. I guess that's what Thank I'm trying you. to say. I don't know what you want me to practice, say. Yeah, like, practice yeah, makes perfect. Yeah, she just, yeah, I guess yeah. Just it's almost like game film. It's like oh, every game you get more experience, and you're yeah. always gonna get better for every it's game. It's joke writing. Just well, well, well thinking, speaking of your battles, we got to get into your battle with Jamar Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Now Jamar has a way of telling jokes that makes me act like I feel he's so aggressive with it. Like <laughs> it's weird because I feel the love and respect. But his, that shit was He was a little He was rough on you and He was But I, I, it didn't feel mean Because it, it's Jamar Like he's he's such a nice He is a really loving nice guy And so yeah. he could basically say The roughest shit And you don't feel like uh, no, it's almost like it. it's almost like that, that dude is like a professional basketball player. Then like a bunch of like you know girls who play in like junior high come out, but he's still playing like an NBA player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not going exactly. easy. Anybody, like get that shit out of here. Like I'm 12. Exactly. <laughs> but I was honored by that. Like yeah. I love that because, like I said, he's like one of my favorite people to watch on stage, whether it's stand up or roast battle or whatever. And so the fact that he took the time to write jokes about me. And boy did he. And, <laughs> right. And and the fact that he didn't take it easy because he told me before, like I talked to him like a week before, um, cause he he I challenged him and he never responded and then he like accepted my challenge on stage at one point. Like he came up after a battle and accepted my challenge on stage. And then he came up to me and he was like I didn't know if I was gonna do this because uh, I've never battled a girl before, and uh, but you dope, so I'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then the week before, I was like, you ready to say some mean shit about me? He's like, man, no, you're a girl, and I don't want. It. I'm like, come on, Jamar. Like, oh yeah, yeah. She got over that real. Oh game. my god, it was, was, if you've yeah. seen him versus Yamanika, you know, that was well, not the Yamanika vibe. Yamanika too, but you know how I knew he was full of shit was right before that. I listened to his battle with Pat. Yeah. And like one of his jokes was straight up just against your wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The like, setup yeah. to the joke was I met Pat's <laughs> fat <laughs> wife. Oh, at Jeff Ross's party. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he corrected himself too. He was like, I met Pat's what? I'm sorry, I met Pat's fat wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that man. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, shout out to my wife. I love yeah, you, baby. He doesn't go. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't go to a knife fight <laughs> with knives. He goes in there with. <laughs> With AKs and All 45s. Right. All right, yes. so round one, Nicole versus Jamar. First round is tip or tat. Three jokes. Who wants to go first? <sighs> Ladies first. Are we ready? It's the last battle of the night. This is it. This is all we got. Nicole, Jamar. Let's roll. Uh, Jamar was in an orphanage called Five Acres, so we shorted him 35 acres and a mom. <laughs> That bitch, he dug deep. Don't call me ugly and fat and shit. Nicole has a good boyfriend. After he's done doing heroin, he lets her lick the spoon. (laughs) 
Connor's the kind of guy that would invite you to fuck him on his tour bus, which is actually just the L.A. City bus. <laughs> Nicole's 37 years old. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Y'all believe me, though, didn't you? but he's not slow. His brain's just on colored people time. <laughs> Nicole is so desperate, she saw me a bitch and was like, ooh, me too, me too, me too. Yo, that's the bravest joke I've ever heard in this room. <laughs> hey, keep it going. Jamar, Nicole, Nicole, and Jamar. Holy sh... Hey, uh, that was round one of uh, you and Jamar. Um, none of that shit hurt? <laughs> um, no. That's, no. that's interesting. Because you said before your TV battle, you were concerned about what other people had to say to you that you've never met. But then Jamar says what he says with the energy that he says, and it just bounces off of you? Because uh, he's Jamar. Like, me and Jamar are cool. And uh, he came up to me after. <laughs> he came up to me. like He came up to me after. And, like, we're we're really cool. Uh, he's a friend. And he and then he came up to me later, and he was like, I want you to know, don't listen to my roast jokes. I know people say your face is whatever, but, like, I think it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your face? <laughs> um, Unique. Aw. You sound like a, like a first grade teacher. <laughs> That's what they said about my writing. They're like, oh, your writing's very unique. Yeah. It's, it's really sloppy. There's a, pl- there's a place for it somewhere. Yeah, that's what that, <laughs> that's what that kind of sounds like. What would you cast you for? Uh, I don't know. Some, like, uh, I don't know, quirky, likable girl who gets the hot guy because she's got a great personality. <laughs> All right. That, that, so now that, you can understand what she looks classic. like, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure what that what that what that role is. Did you have any examples of that in uh, in film that we've maybe seen? Dude, I don't know. Uh, uh, a, a lot of people tell me like like Juno. <laughs> like, uh, oh, like they see me as a Juno, Juno Hill, like a Juno. T- <laughs> Juno type, <laughs> like a Juno type character. You're so okay. you're so much more bearable than than Juno. Oh, thank you. The dialogue in Juno, I fucking hate that. Uh, Shout out to Jason Reitman. Wow. I, love I love you, Jason Reitman. Wow. I'm gonna have to edit that. I'm All gonna right. have to edit. Fine, that. edit. Why it would out. you say something like yeah. that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Didn't like it. That's a that's a valuable unexpressed thought. Didn't like it. <laughs> no, he's just. Well, we should know. Here's Cut what it, it is. Pat's just mad because there's a teenager who got pregnant the first time. Oh, oh fuck. 
man. It's getting uncomfortable in here. Yeah. I'm not I'm jumping in any of this. He took down meal ticket. I didn't take him Moses, down, too. Moses, Moses, let it, let it breathe. Let it breathe. You just, what the Get fuck? Him, come on. Oh, shit. I'm going to say that. My, my, my wife could have used some of that Juno fertility. That would have been fantastic. We could all use the fertility of a 16-year-old. But then we wouldn't have all these great roast jokes that people Oh, my God. God. People love them, by the way. Yeah. Everybody loves them. I'm going to make a top oh, top 1,000 list <laughs> of all the miscarriage have. jokes. At least the top five. Uh, Jesus, Moses. Uh, uh. Well, that, that, that leads to an interesting thing. Has, has any joke used against you ever hurt you? Sure. No, yeah, uh, I feel like in the beginning, they definitely hurt. Now that I've been doing it this long and, like, uh, I just kind of see how it goes. It doesn't really hurt me anymore. But in the beginning, no matter, like, how dark the jokes were, whether there were jokes about, like, whatever, my suicide attempt or, like, uh, I don't know, my heartbreak or anything like that, uh, the ones that always got to me were the ones about my looks. And, like, oh, I really? hate, Yeah, I hated that about Which one hit the hardest? <clears throat> What? Which one hit the hardest? Which like joke about yeah. my looks hit the hardest? What joke kept you up at night when you thought about it? Um, you know what? It wasn't even. I, we've talked about this before on the Verbal Violence podcast. Uh, Rest in peace. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that, uh, that it wasn't even a joke. <laughs> like a coma. A, a battler made it was like a judge going after me real hard on my looks. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nick Yusuf. I remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That one hurt a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, what, like, what did that? What like describe? Like that was just in your head a lot after the battle, or a lot, yeah. I think it was just that, like, uh, I don't know, he just kept going, he didn't stop, and until it like got uncomfortable. And then also, I was like, you know, standing on stage next to someone who dumped me, and like, I felt all like, oh, that was the Dan Nolan battle, too. I felt all like empowered because I had like beaten him, and I was like, and then this this guy just like shits on me and like tells me I'm ugly and fat, and I was like, all right, well, hey, come on, you're not fat. That sounds. That sounds a little more like a Dan Nolan thing than a Nick Youssef thing. <laughs> so it sounds like maybe if Dan wasn't there, maybe that shit bounces off. I feel like Coach maybe. is about to open a can of worms right but, now. Yeah, I'm not. just saying. I'm just because you said it was the dude who dumped you. I'm just saying did that play the well, role. No, I'm saying like it was just uh, it was a very like empowering moment for me, and then you just like ripped it away, and it like it hurt. Yeah, keep the lid on that can of worms for for a second. <laughs> We're gonna get, play round two. Yeah, we get back. of uh, of Jamar versus Nicole. We'll come Hell right yeah, back. I love this one. Let's go! Round two! Let's rub. Yeah! <laughs> Nicole took a 23andMe test. Turns out she's 2% European and 98% trash bag juice. I wouldn't stick my finger in that pussy if it had the keys to my little brother's jail cell in that motherfucker. You look like a Grand Theft Auto hooker. as a kid, so I think it's safe to say the third grade was the hardest four years of his life. Look, I'm not saying Jamar was destined to be a comic, but at the early age of six, someone def jammed a dick in his mouth. (laughs) 
it's not cool Jamar got molested, but in that guy's defense, with that gap in your teeth, your mouth does look like a glory hole. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. So you got... Said you got glory hole mouth. Fuck. Hey, what happened, nigga? I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> you really are. You really, really are out of here. <laughs> Woo! Hey. Wow. That was a good round. You won that round. Yeah. <laughs> Molestation. 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 People hate it online. Yeah. But they don't mind you making fun of a, uh, a personal cerebral palsy. Nope. People well, have weird lines, I've found out. The thing is, yeah. No, yeah. I, I understood that. The, I never thought that it was even a bad look. Well, with the with Jamar, he started a joke in round one with, uh, I was raping a bitch. So, oh, uh, my God. So, so that's I one of my favorite jokes that's ever, my by the way. I think people were cool with me uh, coming back. But I, 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 think Absolutely. It's, I think it's very hard to be upset at you. Under any circumstance, mm. uh, you can go against a cripple guy. It's just hard to be. You're never gonna be evil. You don't have it in you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but Jamar, I don't think you can do well, anything, and we're always that, mad at him. Well, <laughs> no, I actually, no, I think Jamar is so likable. Jamar and he right, just get away with whatever. Okay. People well, have watch him do some stand-up. told me that, like when I started, people <laughs> told me like that I had a. The kind of similar thing that he had, where I could get away with a lot. Yeah, I think I think Jamar gets away with a lot because he's a brilliant. And, and if you are a uh, a fan of comedy and you have a relationship with him, you respect his brilliance. But I think Jamar push a lot of people away, like a lot with his material. It really makes people uncomfortable. And it's like I think he delivers it in a great way, yeah. but some of that subject matter really kind of turns him off. Polarizing is polarizing. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, likability can't. I can't really mask that. But you can yeah. get away with a lot by being likable is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah and, I, I think and, I, and I think you're likable. So when yeah. you're like, oh, I'm worried about people going to save me. Gonna get, I'm like, I don't think they're going to say anything. How can you be mad at you? And one of the first people I went on the road with was Tyra Vera. And that was one of the biggest pieces, uh, pieces of advice he gave me. He was like, you're so likable. You don't even know what you can get away with yet. Right. He was yeah. like, you need to explore that more. And yeah. I think that Roast Battle has helped me with that. Um, be able to be a little more like be able to explore what I can get away with on stage and stuff. Yeah, like you, that. you get away with a lot. Roast battles helped you with a lot. I, I feel sure, like as a yeah. person, like oh, emotionally, yeah. you've alluded to some of that. Like, confidence. how how has this changed your life? Uh, I've gained a lot of confidence from it, which is weird from a show that uh, you know shits on you so much. But I think it's like a real confidence to where it's I'm not sitting in the mirror saying I'm beautiful every day. You know, I'm sitting in the mirror saying, Yeah, my face looks like this and people make fun of it but like you know I'm funny and I make people laugh and like there's something beautiful about that and that's like real confidence is being like yeah I'm accepting my flaws and like uh, just being out there with it and so I think it's given me like an actual real confidence rather than like that affirmation in the mirror I'm beautiful shit <laughs> that's a hell of a sound but yeah. <laughs> it really is yeah. but uh, yeah it's it's been really good for me and it's shown me a lot of like what I can do and just the energy in that room and feeling people like really enjoying what you're doing is uh, it's awesome and it's done a lot for me for sure it's okay. put me on Comedy Central for the first yeah. There you go. Well, let's let's wrap up the Nicole versus Jamar Battle of the Year 2018. Yeah. All right. This is it. Last round. Jamar is the champ. Let's roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Nicole wants to be the best female working comic today. She's off to a good start. She already has Tignataris titties. Nigga, that shit look like a trap house mattress. Jamar is from the hood, but he's such a bitch, he couldn't get jumped into cool in the gang. <laughs> Nicole's from Huntington Beach, or at least that's the shore that she washed up on. <laughs> Whatever, Jamar. Somehow you're so hot and so ugly at the same time. You're like... You're like, you're like Idris Elba if his face was as weird as his name. <laughs> Nicole, you're, Nicole, you're fat, white, and insecure. Shut up before I make you suck my dick like I just know I can. That's right. Bring that Gerard joke out, bitch. I don't have a Gerard joke. Uh, All right. Jamar's head is so shiny, his mom tried to pawn it for crack. All right, keep it going for the Rose Battle we just saw. Woo! That's Jamar. That was Nicole. Damn. I mean, Jamar is a Me Too. Holy shit. Just is one. I mean, yeah, it, it is a title match. I think we got to do it. I think we got overtime. I think it's a joke off. They're still here, Jeff. They've been here since fucking 10 o'clock. Do you want more? Uh, like three people said, yeah. A few said yes. All right, we're doing it. Uh, you, all right. Are we ready? Overtime. Let's roast. Look, Jamar has this reputation as this, like, retarded genius, but I don't buy it. You know, you're not an oxymoron. You're just a regular moron. <laughs> thought ugly bitches was supposed to be the funny ones. <laughs> Nicole looked like whether you put it in her ass, mouth, or pussy, you leaving the crib with doo-doo on your dick. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Be careful. The best part of that, the best part of that was seeing Tony Hinchcliffe's mom give it a standing ovation. Doo-doo on the dick, you clapped at that joy. You're a mom. 
Nick, plug anything. Uh, Twitter, at Nicole Buchanan, N-I-C-O-L-E-B-E-C-A-N-N-O-N, and uh, Instagram, at Nicole underscore Buchanan. Oh, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you for hanging out thank with us. Thank you for having me. We love your roast fun. battling. Keep roast battling. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Got to do it, man, everywhere. Oh, and leave reviews. It's really big. Hi, I'm Anthony Jeselnik, a famous, handsome comedian. And I'm Greg Rosenthal uh, from the NFL Network. And we are pleased to announce our new podcast, the Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project, where we talk about sports off-the-field issues, and they are legion. Two friends, I would even say, go as far to say best friends, in, in vastly different fields of work. I work in football. What, what do you do? What about Keep It Short is so foreign to you? All you had to say was subscribe and coming soon. Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Subscribe. Do it. It's a good show.